we must recognize that our well-being as working moms really does matter. We must embrace the fact that we cannot do it all alone. By prioritizing ourselves, setting some boundaries, and seeking true authentic support from our loved ones, we can work to break free from the double shift and burnout cycle and do our best to find a prioritized balance in our lives. Hey there, I'm Jess Chimo. Like so many of you, I know firsthand how hard it can be to find time for myself in my life. As a young, single, working mother of two, I understand the unique challenges that busy women face. Juggling work, family, and our relationships leaves us overwhelmed and without room for ourselves. Instead of resigning myself to being the junk food eating, hanging on the couch, and Netflixing kind of girl with no ambition that I once was, I decided enough was enough and it was time for me to take control. I transformed my life into being an integrative health and life coach, a senior corporate leader, and an entrepreneur. And now I'm here to tell you that if I can get unstuck and regain control in my life, so can you. In this podcast, I share practical and actionable ideas, strategies, education, and tips to help you live your most purposeful life, even with a jam-packed schedule. From topics such as stress reduction, self-care, and healthy eating, to career development, goal setting, and future life planning. I hope this can be your sanctuary and a place where busy women come together to encourage and help one another navigate the complexities of living the female life. So I'd like to welcome you into my virtual home. Come on in and stay for a while. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey all, it's Jess and today on Breaking Up With Chaos, we're diving into a topic that resonates with so many women out there. And that is the struggle of working moms, specifically working moms being able to take care of themselves amidst the chaos of daily life. In this episode, we're going to explore the misperceptions of self-care, the reality of burnout, and how to find sustainable support in our journeys. So if you're a working mom, then this episode is for you. And I'm also willing to bet that you've likely read a lot of books, listened to podcasts, or simply talked with friends about the concepts of things like self-care or balance. Yet, no matter how many talks we listen to, strategies we try, or books we read through, we still find that there's too little time and too many to-dos, and we're constantly finding ourselves on the edge of overwhelm and trying to hang on to some resemblance of balance in our life. Working moms everywhere I know can relate, and I for sure can too. When my girls were young, I felt like I was just running in circles all of the time. It was from sunup to sundown, and it was whatever was in front of me and needed to get done immediately. That is what we got done. And my version of trying to take care of myself was that wonderful peaceful time when the children go to bed and it's 10 o'clock at night and you're exhausted, but you're like, I have an hour to sit here and zone out in silence or watch Netflix. And that was my self-care. And we all know how that goes. Then we end up staying all night with only Netflix there to check on us and ask us whether or not we're still there. And then the next morning, you're exhausted, you're tired, and you do it all over again all just waiting for that one moment of silence at the end of the day. So trust me, I get it, and we have been there. So if this sounds anything like you, I promise you that you are not alone. 
So let's start by talking about the real problems of burnout, asking for help and self-care, and how we can get on the road to being healthy and fulfilled in our lives, both in our families and motherhood and in our career. I don't know how many of you have heard of something called the double shift, where working moms tackle their professional responsibilities during the day only to return home to a second shift of domestic duties at night. So it's no wonder that so many of us find ourselves burnt out. The constant act of juggling work, household chores, and parenting can lead to just pure emotional exhaustion and physical fatigue. But why do we find ourselves in this never-ending cycle of burnout? I can tell you it's a combination of societal expectations, the pressure to excel both at home and at work, and often our own reluctance to ask for help. As women, we tend to put immense pressure on ourselves to be perfect in all of our roles. However, recognizing that it's okay not to do it all and seeking help is actually a really great first step towards breaking free from this burnout cycle. If you have a partner in your household and you're feeling burned out from the double shift effect, Maybe it's time to have a real honest conversation with that person about how you're feeling about what's happening in your home. Let me ask you, are you carrying the majority of the mental load? Are you the one who is keeping track of child care schedules, doctor's visits, meal planning, house care and cleaning, homework assignments? Oh, those are the worst for me. Sports and other activities. If you are, then I would encourage you to start the discussion with your partner about who is doing which tasks and begin to share not only the physical accomplishment of the task, like making dinner, but the mental load of the task. I encourage you to start the discussion with your partner about, you know, who is taking on which tasks and express the need to share not only in the physical task, like actually making dinner, but some of the mental load of the task like the meal planning and the grocery list making. Communication is key here. And I'm willing to bet that if you're honest with your partner about the burnout that you're feeling, that they will be more than happy to come together in the relationship in order to take on some more of the tasks in the household. Again, communication is key. Now, I recognize that there are many of us out there who don't have a partner in the home. So if you are a single mom who is also working, yes, it truly is all on you. And raising my hand here, I know exactly what that feels like and how hard and challenging and isolating that can feel. So it's time to think about pulling in your community around you and begin asking for help. And I know it is so much easier said than done. But let me tell you, it can really make a difference in your life. So think about things like, do you have a neighbor that is also taking their child to band practice or soccer practice at the same time as your child? Could you guys switch off on carpooling? Is grandma or auntie down the street? Maybe she'd be willing to help with some after-school activities or some homework time. Often, the people in our circles are really ready and willing to support us, but they just may not know what actions to take that could be helpful. 
So asking for specific things allows them to feel useful and it takes the burden off of you having to do everything and feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Our loved ones truly, truly do want to help us. And I had an aha moment for myself years ago where I had someone tell me that the way that our loved ones feel connected to us is by us allowing them into our lives and to be able to support us and to be able to be there for us. So for all of my single moms out there, you don't have to go it all alone. Look around you, Look to your closest loved ones and support. It doesn't have to be family. Your neighbors, your friends, your family, anyone who is in your small community. And don't hesitate to raise your hand and ask for some support because my hunch is they are more than willing to be there for you. In addition to asking for support, there are other things that just pile on in our lives that contribute to that burnout. All of us have the to-do lists and the never-ending tasks in front of us. And we can actually get a little bit smarter about managing those to-do lists that pile up and consider maybe changing our routines to outsource and better use our time. So think about this. Stop going to the grocery store five times a week. Maybe pre-plan all of your meals for a week or two and get your groceries delivered if you are able to. Something else to consider is delegating tasks to your kids if they're old enough. They are an important part of the household, and having responsibilities in the home teaches teamwork and creates a sense of belonging and ownership. Plus, no one wants to send their kids off into the world who don't know how to do the laundry. We all know that one. Even young children can clean up their play areas, put their dishes in the dishwasher, or put their clean clothes away. And honestly, if you can afford it, Think about outsourcing tasks in your household, like laundry, house cleaning, or lawn care. Let go of these tasks and deprioritize the things that can wait. Something that I think about often is the value of my time and how I spend it. And if I'm fortunate enough to hire people to do the tasks that take up my time that is not valuable and it does not allow me to be present in my life, then let it go, ladies, because it will be a game changer for you. You don't have to do it all. So when it comes to looking at what we can prioritize in our lives, what we can put off and things that can wait versus what we can delegate, how do we know? How do we find out what our true priorities are? I personally use my framework to freedom. This framework is about giving myself permission to step back and take a pause and assess my current needs. And by taking the time to identify the signs of burnout, such as things like fatigue, irritability, and decreased productivity, I am able to look at the areas of my life that really take priority right now in this moment in time, and then look at everything else and determine where it belongs. Can it wait another week? Does it have to be right now? Or can I do it next month? Can somebody else do it for me? These are all things that I think through when I prioritize taking the time to go through the framework to freedom and really assess what my needs currently are. So how can you integrate this framework into your lives? Well, the framework to freedom encourages us to pause and reflect on what truly matters. It's about acknowledging that we can't do everything alone and we can't do it all at once. 
So setting boundaries and asking for help, whether it's from your partner, family, or even your kids, can end up being pretty transformative in your life. It's important to remember that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It is a step towards self-care and preserving your well-being. Often the pursuit of perfection and trying to do it all makes us believe that we need to be all things to everyone and especially as mothers. But the truth is our children and our families and our coworkers don't need perfection. They need presence. And in order to be present, we must prioritize ourselves and set our boundaries to ensure that we can show up for our loved ones, for ourselves, and for our coworkers. But being present requires making ourselves a priority. This means taking the time to recharge, setting limits on work commitments, and engaging in activities that bring us joy. When we invest in ourselves, we are better equipped to invest in our families and our relationships. Boundaries are essential in our personal wellness and allows us to give our best self without sacrificing our mental and physical health. So I want to talk about the difference between setting boundaries and taking time for ourselves to recharge. So many times we're told you should take a day off to do something nice for yourself. Why don't you go to the spa? Why don't you go take a couple of hours this afternoon to rest and recharge? But let me ask you, is this truly the answer? I'm going to discuss why these days off may not be as effective as they seem. So while dedicating a day to self-care may seem very appealing, and it is, I'm not denying that beautiful 60 to 90 minute massage and how much I cherish that in my life when I have the opportunity to do it. I don't know about you, but the logistics of these self-care days and afternoons can sometimes be overwhelming. Simply coordinating the day itself can be stressful, and the constant interruptions often lead us back to the same chaos that we were trying to escape. Tell me I'm not the only one who has looked forward to a day to myself, all to get so stressed out around coordinating where the kids are going to be, who's going to get them there, what are they going to eat, when are they going to be home, and making sure that everything is taken care of just so I can be away from the house for an afternoon. And then on top of it, Tell me you've experienced this as well. You're sitting there in the afternoon like, yes, I have my two hours to myself. And next thing you know, you're getting a text message from a child because they don't know what's going on or they have a question for you and can a friend come over and so on and so forth and on and on we go. So sometimes simply just coordinating a day by itself can be so stressful. And some of those interruptions can lead us back to the same chaos that we were trying to escape. And then I know for myself, I've been like, well, why did I plan this afternoon in the first place? So instead of putting pressure on this one magical day or the night out to relax and relieve some overwhelm, I would encourage you to focus on the small, sustainable changes in our daily routines that bring genuine relief and help us prevent burnout on a daily basis. Let me clarify and let me be really clear here. I am not suggesting that we should not take time to ourselves to enjoy our friends, to get away for an afternoon, to have a girl's weekend, to go get that massage. Absolutely, there's a time and place for that. What I am saying is the real magic happens in the small everyday actions to support the prevention of burnout and our well-being. And this can be especially important at any transitional times 
in our lives. For example, as you're listening to this, it is uh, coming up to back to school of 2023. And so we are in a transitional time from unstructured days of summer to the structured routine of the school year. So in this example of a transitional time like going back to school, before the school year even begins, you can start by identifying potential problem areas that may come up. Is it your kid's after-school activity schedule that's going to be chaotic? Things like who will be responsible for homework, transportation to and from sports and activities, or making dinner in between band camp? Will there be conflicts with your work schedule once the children go back to school? Making the time to begin to plan to go from the transition of something like summer to the school year is incredibly important. And it's these subtle, everyday actions that will support you from feeling burnt out. So let's use back to school as an example and as you begin to plan. Think about things like, do you need to grab takeout more often? Or possibly for the fall when a specific activity is really busy, invest in using a meal delivery service. Or take extra time on the weekends to meal prep. Or could your child's friend take them to practice once a week versus you having to constantly drive them? What about days of the week where occasionally you could leave work a little bit earlier in order to give yourself some additional time in the evening? Try to keep things as simple as possible. Now is not the time to decide to make every meal from scratch or to worry about a perfectly organized linen closet. Save that for a time in your life where things are quieter and less hectic. And as you make your plans, don't forget to include yourself. You need daily time to focus on your needs and your well-being. Schedule in your activities and needs just like you would with your children or your family. Self-care is going to look very different for everyone. Like I said earlier, a massage would be so wonderful. But honestly, on a daily basis, for me, my self-care may be taking a bath before bed at night to wind down before bed and have some relaxation. Or maybe for others, it looks like your partner putting kids to bed a few nights a week while you read a book or go for a walk. You may need to schedule time out of the house to connect with your friends or do social activities or go to exercise classes. Let's not forget to plan and prioritize these things. Because what matters is that you identify what you need and then you communicate it. Remember to care for yourself by incorporating routines that will help you achieve your goals. You can pack lunches the night before if your goal includes eating less takeout. You can set your alarm 10 minutes earlier if your goal includes time for meditation or journaling in the morning. These small acts of self-care throughout every day will boost your life satisfaction over the long term and will slowly help to prevent that dreaded burnout. We must recognize that our well-being as working moms really does matter. We must embrace the fact that we cannot do it all alone. By prioritizing ourselves, setting some boundaries, and seeking true authentic support from our loved ones, we can work to break free from the double shift and burnout cycle and do our best to find a prioritized balance in our lives. 
So if you're ready to set your goals, prioritize your well-being, and create that life that leads to fulfillment instead of burnout, I have a free download for you called The Framework to Freedom that can support you in your prioritization and planning efforts. It's an absolutely free resource with a six-part audio coaching series along with a guide to download that asks you to consider all parts and pieces of your life to ultimately create that prioritize balance in your life so that you can feel more fulfilled and present in everything that you do. In the free six-part private audio series, I walk you through every step of the guide so you're not walking through it alone. And you can get immediate access to this download either by going to my website at kaizetcoaching.com. You can message me on Instagram and I will also leave a link in the show notes here. So here's to all the working moms out there. I see you, I believe in you, and I support you. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave me a review or share it with another working mom who you think may benefit from this information. And as always, I would love to hear your feedback and connect with you. Thank you so, so much for being here with me today. It means a lot. Be sure to come back next time as I continue to dive in further into the world of integrative health coaching where we will navigate the demands of our careers, family, personal ambitions, and relationships to create healthier habits and explore those practical strategies to enhance your well-being. And as always, this is not goodbye. This is just until next time. I'll see you there. All right. And that brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you took away something today that will support you on your journey, all while having a little bit of fun along the way. Before we part ways, I want to encourage you to carve out space for yourself amidst the busyness and demands of life, to prioritize what truly matters, and to embrace the freedom that comes with intentional living. Don't forget to celebrate the small victories and be kind to yourself always. Keep taking those actionable steps forward towards your goals and never forget that you are not alone. If you ever feel inspired to continue the conversation sparked by an episode or seek additional support and coaching in your life, I would love to hear from all of you. You can find me on social media or visit me on my website. Thank you once again for joining me today. I'm humbled by your time and commitment to your personal growth. Until next time, I want you to know that I see you, I support you, and I believe in you. This is never goodbye. It is always I will see you next time. Until then, my friends, have a beautiful day.